Welcome to Preparing for Divorce, a monthly support podcast for those considering preparing for or navigating through divorce. This podcast is sponsored by Mainline Family Law Center, a divorce mediation firm that takes a holistic, integrated approach to assisting clients in navigating divorce in a healthy way. I am Pamela Elaine, your host for these monthly support podcasts. To all the listeners, thank you again for taking the time to join my guest and me. I acknowledge your commitment to being well-informed and honored that Mainline Family Law Center is a resource for you. Just a little bit about me, your host. I am the mother of three teenagers and a preteen. I was married for 18 years and have been divorced for over four. In my search for answers how to thrive, not just survive after divorce, I started a journey of personal development and healing. As a result, I now speak and train on the topic of emotional intelligence and resilience. I appeared on the Dr. Oz Show to share my story and published a book that can be found on Amazon, Muddy High Heels, 14 Lessons Learned from My Breakdown, Breakup, and Breakthrough. Like and follow my Facebook pages, Divorced Single Mom Success and Divorced Single Dad Success. For those of you who are new to our podcast, you are tuned into a conversation between my guest and me to bring you valuable information about a specific topic related to divorce. To keep you engaged in the conversation between my guest and me, as well as to add a bit of levity to what can be a heavy topic at times, I divide the conversation into six interesting segments. The topic for today's podcast is plan your divorce like you planned your wedding. If you are thinking about or already in the middle of a divorce, you want to listen carefully to my conversation with my guest today. My guest will offer an alternative perspective on this topic that I'm sure will surprise you and comfort you. Definitely, you will be informed and learn something about divorce coaching that may, be, may bring you relief. Let's begin our first segment, Getting to Know You. I'd like to introduce my guest, Sheila Brennan. Sheila Brennan is a divorce coach. She is founder and managing partner of her firm. As a divorce coach, she creates strategic goal-centered solutions for clients contemplating divorce, involved in a divorce, or adjusting to post-divorce. Sheila received her coaching certification from the International Coach Academy. She holds a master's degree in technology and education from Lesley University and a BS in accounting from Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business. Sheila's website is Brennan divorcecoach.com. Welcome, Sheila. Hi, Pamela. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here today. Oh, well, I'm honored that you're my guest. So please, Sheila, say hello to the listeners and tell us more about yourself, how you got into the work you do, and what drives you to help others. So I got into the field of divorce coaching um, very organically. I, my ex-husband and I separated in 2000. He was the 
20th filing in the county where we lived in the new millennium. That's one of my claims to fame in my life. So my name was on the 20th filing in 2000, um, which was pretty incredible. Um, as you said that I have an undergrad in accounting and a master's in technology, and I was in HR at the time, and I was training and doing um, HR work. Um, so we had, when he left the house in 2000, January of 2000, a four and a half year battle ensued. We spent a lot of money. We were very contentious, very litigious in our approach to divorce. And as I was going through my divorce, my friend said to me, you should be a divorce coach. To which I said, I would never do this. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And here I am. Um, so I came about it organically once I was finished my divorce and was able to put some of the emotional pieces like in a box and in the closet and you know put it away. I started to literally help people and friends of friends and relatives of friends would call me and say, you know, can you help me? How do I find a lawyer? And how do I, how do I, um, should I read this document that I have my lawyer created and, you know, should I file for divorce? And so I found myself helping people and I really do, really do enjoy helping people. So, um, Often I'm asked, how do I deal with all the negativity, especially in my office? And I don't really see it as negativity, Pamela, because I see it as help, truly helping people who are in need. And what I help them with is divorce common sense, which if you think about it, we don't have any, most of us. <laughs> so okay. when clients like ask me... Divorce common sense. I've never heard it framed like that or phrased like yeah. that. But it is, but we don't have it. Where do you learn divorce common sense? Um, so I honestly view my role, as I said, both men and women as help, helping them. Um, so, and clients often ask me how others get divorced without a coach. And my answer in all sincerity is, I don't know, because I know I wish I had had one on my team. So you were able to turn your, not only your experience, but also your pain into mm -hmm. purpose that now serves a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes with our pain, we become bitter. We aren't right. able to move from pain to purpose. But you were, you were, sounds to me, that you were able to move pain into purpose. Was that a difficult transition or was that an easy transition for you? And were you, were you bitter? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I was able to, again, because I saw it as helping people, it really truly just happened. Um, so it wasn't something that I sought out to do. I was working full time and I had my two kids by the time we got divorced were definitely teenagers. And so I had my full-time job and my dog and my kids and my, a very full plate. But when people would call me and ask for my help, I really couldn't, I couldn't turn them down. So I did take, yes, was it painful? It was exceptionally painful. And was I bitter? I was probably more bitter at the 
system that I felt like that we were never guided to really come to the table, um, reach a conclusion, reach a settlement, that it just, it was filing after filing after filing. It was pure chaos. It was a runaway train. That's one of the reasons why I so enjoy working with and working for Mainline Family Law Center because they really take that chaos and really nonsense out of the divorce process and they infuse it with divorce common sense, to, to use your term. Yeah, it's really, mm-hmm. it's certainly, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, certainly a different way to go through divorce and you as a divorce coach are part of that process of, going through um, mediation, helping people who also want a divorce in a healthy way related to mediation. So we'll talk about that too. So that's a nice segue into segment two, getting to the point. So getting to the point of plan your divorce like you plan your wedding. So Sheila, let's back up for a second now that we've heard a bit of your story. Thank you. Tell us what is a divorce coach and why is this role an important one? So. A divorce coach is someone who provides an additional layer of support and an understanding of the system. The system, the legal system in family law is difficult. So to have someone who provides a different perspective of what your role in the process is. So I act as a, or a coach acts as a, personal advocate for you as the client, for you as the person chartering unknown territory. I help you to determine a strategy and forever saying to my clients, okay, let's be strategic about this. How are we going to approach this in the best way possible? I also work with parents who are trying to come up with a plan that will work best for their family. Not every family is the same and so to rubber stamp a parenting plan or a schedule or a calendar that you know have a gut feeling that it won't work for your family for your kids so I work with them to let's look at the calendar let's write it down what does it look like this is we'll approach this as your first stab at making it work and also a coach is invaluable in working with you towards your, towards your goals in your personal situation and completely unbiased. So often, as I did, I had my whole team of family and friends who were supporting me. And as much as they wanted to help me and support me, they weren't particularly unbiased. And sometimes if they were unbiased, I would get mad at them because I didn't really want them to be unbiased. I wanted them to take my side, take my approach, and see, see it through my lens. So that's really what a coach does, an additional set of eyes and ears, a, a person who will really help you to be strategic when you're dealing with your spouse, when you're dealing with your attorney, and when you're dealing with the system to prepare you to be your best self going forward. So I'm here, I keep hearing the word you're using, strategic, practical, unbiased. These are really cornerstones of 
ways to approach divorce when you're going through it because I was thinking strategically. I don't, I don't know how many of us going through this think about this strategically. We are so emotional about the divorce, about the divorce process, that it's very difficult to think strategy. And it's even more difficult to think strategy long-term, you know, once the divorce is over, five years, ten years down the road, what is my life going to be like? sounds like you're someone that helps them think in the short-term and think in the long-term. Right. And, and it's important to work through short-term and long-term. Yeah. I remember when we had a conversation before and you were telling me about, this is part of the thinking long-term, you said, or maybe it was short-term, I don't know. But anyway, you, we were talking about in the strategy, in the strategic thinking, you have to consider what you'll need to give up. And I remember saying to you, well, like what, she? Like what stuff do we have to give up? Do you remember what your answer was? I do. <laughs> Starbucks? Yes. And do you remember yes. what your answer was? No, what was my answer? Why should I have to give up Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something I would add. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I used that yesterday with a client, Pamela, and she said, I'm kind of a wah-wah girl. I go, okay, it still fits. Yes, it still fits, exactly. So in the strategic, in the strategic thinking, you're helping clients to look at what they might need to let go of or to give up in order to get to where they say they want to get to. Fair? Exactly. So I'm wondering if you would be willing, Sheila, to tell us a, a real story, of course, keeping all confidentiality sacred, a real story of a client that, who hired you and how she presented, or he, it's fine, male or female, and what was the outcome of that time with you? So I have so many stories, Pamela, and I had one client who went to a court hearing, and as often court hearings are, it was disastrous. It was beyond disastrous. And I can't, for confidentiality reasons, tell you what the outcome was because there would be people who would know, but it was, it was regarding custody. And so in trying to figure out how to move forward, this client went to her attorney and the attorney confidently said that they should have a, psych they should have a custody evaluation, which would include psych evaluations of both parents as well as interviews of the children as well as a professional expert coming into their home, looking at their home, Again, being very invasive in the process. And I honestly said to this client, you're barking up the wrong tree. Like, both of you are good parents. You parent differently. And to undo what was done in court will 
probably end up costing you all toll between all of this paying the psychological paying the psychologist to come into your home to interview you to interview your children to see how you how well behaved your dog is um, to talk about how you were raised to talk about your your parenting skills and your parents parenting skills I encouraged her to just sit with what had happened in court as painful as it was and really think about whether she was willing to spend $50,000 and possibly get the custody change reversed in court with no guarantees, $50,000. And it took probably two or three weeks and she called me and said, I thought about what you said. I prayed over what you said. And I've decided that I'm going to let it go. I said, I, th- I think that's wonderful. Um, in the end, they didn't have the psychological evaluation done, um, the custody evaluation done, but they, she did end up spending $20,000 in legal fees. Yeah. And she always says, I spent... Nothing happened. It it just was part of that story is that you always have to be really careful about what having your day in court and feeling that they'll see how the other person is and they'll notice that, you know, they're always late or they're because you're leaving it to really basically strangers to determine who you are as a parent, who you are as a person. And there's no guarantees. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, pretty much out of your hands when, Mm -hmm. you know, you submit yourself to the court and the court system to determine your outcome. But with a divorce coach, with you being part of the picture, you help an individual take on the responsibility for their future in a way that they really can so like you referenced earlier, it's looking at the short-term goal and incorporating it with really the long-term goal. Yeah, yeah. So who should hire a divorce coach and for what reason? Someone's searching and like, ah, do I need a divorce coach? Who's that person and why would they need a divorce coach? So I think everyone needs a divorce coach. So if you're thinking about divorce, if you're in the middle of divorce and are very frustrated, or if you're almost at the end and you just want to get an unbiased other opinion, you're a perfect, perfect potential client for a divorce coach because it's a long process. So it's, it, it's really easy to get muddled in the in the process as I experienced firsthand personally and as most of my clients have experienced it as well. So this topic is about plan your divorce like you planned your wedding. So talk to us about that and the role of the divorce coach in that planning. So what happens is something happens and the tipping point, and it's different for everyone, 
and you go to an attorney and you say, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm so done. We had the biggest fight a week ago and I want a divorce. I'm just done. And you give an attorney a significant amount of money as a retainer and you don't have a plan. So it, the importance of a plan is, is as important as putting an addition on your house. You would never go to an architect and say, okay, I'd like to put an addition on my house. Oh, do I want it to be two stories? Oh, I didn't think of that. Do I want to add, do I want to update and incorporate my kitchen into that or make it a family room or make it a master bedroom or an in-law suite? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. You would have a clear, before you gave somebody any amount of money, you would have a really clear idea of what you wanted to do as far as building something new. And if you think of divorce as like building, ending one part of your life and building into the new part of your life, you need to have a plan. And the plan, the first plan, of course, is plan A. And from plan A, it's very easy to tweak plan A and come to plan B or C or D all the way down. But if you don't start with a plan, who's going to tell you what plan you should have? Are you leaving that up to your attorney or the mediator? So it's always good to come to the table with a plan. What's, what's in the plan? Like is the there plan a plan is, format or is there, are there certain things that should be in the plan? Like what does that plan look like? So the plan includes, okay, so what are we going to, identifying first what, is, what your assets are and what your debt is, identifying how you want to parent your children, what schedule do you want to incorporate into your life. We talk about everything down to cell phone plans. Okay, what about the cars? What are we going to do about the cars? What are we going to do about 401Ks and IRAs? And so every single thing that you have, we first start with a list. What's everything that needs to be discussed for your divorce, for you to be able to close this chapter and start a new one and take with you what you need to take with you, but leave behind what you don't need to leave behind. And so again, like what about your cars? Is it in your name? How do you get it into your name? And the process that goes into that. And really about having a plan is so important to achieving success. If you want to call it success, it's hard to, um, I think success is not the proper word, but maybe positive outcome. Mm, I like that. Because we're dealing with divorce. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I can imagine that initially the individuals who come to you are in a high emotional state, do you help them manage their emotions before you can get to a plan? Do you just go right into the plan and then their emotions settle? How do you deal with the emotional part? Well, the emotional part is to be expected with divorce, but I have lots of tissues and <laughs> I have lots of um, sayings around my office and I do my best to add levity because it is such a rough time and 
if someone is in a high emotional state, then sometimes in telling their story, they calm down. Or, okay, so let's determine what's important. So what's important in moving forward? What's important to the divorce? And I also highly, highly recommend therapy for my clients as well as for their children. Because it's an enormous change for everybody. What, what does a divorce coach do, Sheila, that a, a lawyer may not do? Well, a divorce coach, as I said, would be work with you to create a plan. And a, the attorneys, you should have them, when you hire an attorney, when you retain an attorney, you should have the attorney focus on the legal components in divorce. Any filings that need to be done, any agreements which are legal documents that need to be created, a divorce coach does not do either of those. And it's really important that an attorney, a divorce coach is not used and so that you don't have to use an attorney, not at all. Because there's pieces of the divorce that only, not only an attorney, but an attorney needs to do, a legal document needs to be drafted by an attorney. Okay, that's helpful. <clears throat> now, I want you to talk a little bit more about how a divorce coach it works in the mediation process. You know, as you know, Mainline Family Law Center is a mediation firm that takes a healthy approach to divorce. How do you work with mediators or in the mediation process? So, Mainline Family Law Center does an excellent job in in helping their clients to mediate their divorces, and in in a way that's so unique and fabulous if clients can come to the table. So when I'm working with a client that's going through mediation, we do basically the same thing. So the client doesn't needs to know what he or she wants to come. They want to come to the table. They want to come prepared. They want to come prepared to have a conversation. They want to be able to lean in with their rough draft of how they see it going. So it's better, so if, if the, the husband and wife can agree on, let's say, 60% of the issues that they'll have to reach some type of agreement, better to know that what the 60 that you already do agree to, but it's the 40% that you really need the mediator to focus on to help you, the two of you, reach an agreement. So it's, again, it's knowing what you want, how you're going to present what you want, in a very clear and concise way at the mediation table. Again, it's plan A, Pamela. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted you to go ahead and finish. I, I don't want to interrupt you. But, well, I, uh, a healthy divorce. A nice pause. Since there's a nice pause, let me, let me ask something. But Sheila, what if you don't know what you want. And I think that's real. What if you just, I just don't, I just don't know what I want. What happens then? So you have to identify what your options are. And 
if you don't know what you want, then you're not ready to go to, you're not ready to sit at the table yet. Mm. And I think too, when you, when we talked about the healthy divorce, the healthy divorce is really achieved by removing as much emotional steam as possible. So when you sit down and you figure out what is it that you want, and I think that you and I have been in conversations where there's a difficulty in identifying what you want. Yeah. And it's just to keep asking questions and offering options and alternatives to, okay, no, I don't want that. Okay, then what is it that you, so we know what you don't want, and it's so important to focus on what you do want. And maybe that's a way to get at what you do want by identifying what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you found to be the biggest don't want among your clients? Is there something that sticks out? Yes, probably I don't want to have 50-50 custody. Oh, I want full custody? Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. around the kids. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, around the kids. Yeah. So and that's how a hard, that is a hard one to give up because it's so many, um, well, how are we going to do it and how can mostly he do it? He's never around and what about the kids and they've they're used to me taking care of them and and managing their lives so it's a very very scary proposition at the beginning what will i do right and and what do you say to the client who doesn't want 50/50 and who sees this as a very difficult step in this planning process? Well, it usually doesn't happen overnight. And I suggest that they practice, that they maybe go away for a weekend, mm-hmm. go away for an overnight, mm-hmm. start slowly to see, to see, to really live it and to see what it would be like. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, test it out. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable with that as a new reality. You know, for me, I, I remember I didn't want 50-50. I wanted 100%. I wanted full custody of, of, the, of the kids. I remember just talking to my girlfriends and just completely falling apart at the prospect that my children will have to go from home to home and back and forth and back and forth. And it was tough. It was tough in the beginning. I didn't know, however, that in the week, we did week on, week off. That just seemed to work. And we're still doing week on, week off, and that just seems to work. But I didn't realize the gift, I'll call it, of having that time alone. And in those weeks alone, I was able to discover myself. I was able to discover things about me that are really cool, things that I started liking that I never knew that I would like. 
I started to learn to enjoy my time, my free time. And now <laughs> the funny part is like sometimes when their dad may say, can, can you keep the kids for a few extra nights? You know, he has to travel. And I was like, I was like, uh, uh, no, can you find someone else? Because that would impinge upon my free time. It's, so now I guard it sacredly, whereas before I was just completely a mess, a wreck around it. It really turned out to be a gift. So I am. I was in the same position as you, and those, I would say, the first few months were really tough. Even when they were gone for the weekend, just because we didn't start doing full shared custody until probably a year into it. And I remember. So we did also week on week off, and I remember my daughter saying to me, "Mom, can you not?" can you not refer to the weeks that were with dad as your off weeks? Because it really upsets me when I hear you making plans and you say to people, well, I'm off next week, so let's do it next week. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so noted. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Check. No problem. Yeah. But the other thing, too. Yeah, go ahead. I think that we have talked about it before, too, that I never really – well, people say, like, I can't go a week without seeing my kids. And we had non-custodial dinner, di- dinner nights, but I always ended up driving or picking up or – so it wasn't – I never went, never went a full week without seeing my kids, ever. Yeah, yeah. Plus, with, at that, in those days, IMing and texting and we – it was constant communication. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, you know, makes it a lot easier as well to handle the times that you don't have your kids by, you know, staying in contact with them, of course. And they get a chance to really grow in a unique way, too, I think. The relationship between us is sweeter because we don't get to see each other as frequently as we did before. So we really cherish the time that we do spend together, I would say. Uh, so, Sheila, I, I understand that, you know, a divorce coach is not as popular, of course, as a lawyer, but it, it appears that, naturally, of course, but it appears that divorce coaching is on an uptick. Are we seeing more and more divorce coaches taking the scene in divorce planning? Absolutely. So, the first time that Divorce Coach was ever mentioned on the Internet was back in 2002, and it was, I believe it was an attorney in California, a divorce attorney who decided that she was going to take a different route and became a divorce coach. So when I first became a divorce coach, which was over 12 years ago, like where I said, okay, here I had printed business cards and said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for work. Um, I had to explain to people what a divorce coach was and the role of the divorce coach in a divorce. And then I remember people coming up to me saying, oh, I would, oh my God, I wish I had known about divorce coaches. I would have had one. And I felt the same way, so I knew exactly what they felt. And then I said a couple of years ago, a few years ago, okay, so when someone says, I Googled divorce coach and found you, I'm going to... I said I was going to retire then because I had done my job and I had educated the area about divorce coaches as well as 
more than just my area. But that was my thing. I was going to retire. And then probably three years ago, I had two clients almost back-to-back who came in and said, oh, I, divorced, I Googled divorce coach and found you that way. I thought, this is great. This is just great. And I know, I really believe that in the future that people will, their first call will be to a divorce coach because yeah. I think the service is invaluable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because also, not only is it cost effective when you, you know, think of that in terms of paying your, your lawyer, it's, um, you know, you play a huge part in, again, helping people manage their emotions around the divorce and, and move out of the being stuck in the feelings and more towards this is a plan, requires a strategy, this is, let's treat this like a business transaction with all due seriousness and thoughtfulness. And, um, and I think that's really critical when you're, when you're going through divorce. I mean, goodness gracious, I think about now how much money I spent in my divorce. That money could be used, could have been used towards helping my kids in their future. I mean, it's a large sum of money, and I don't know where you were, Sheila, four years ago, but uh, you should have been around for me. <laughs> well, and if you, the other thing too, Pamela, don't lose sight of the fact that that large sum of money is times two. Mm, absolutely. So it's twice that amount of money that could have gone towards your future and as well as your children's future. That's a good point. Absolutely. So uh, in this, uh, one more question in this segment. Do you, do you have a favorite book or a book that was useful for you when you were going through divorce that helped you just think better, clarify your goals, or I know you were saying it was kind of a mess, but do you have, did you have a go-to book? If not, do you have a go-to book? I didn't have a, I didn't have a book when I was going through my divorce, but post-divorce, I voraciously read books about divorce to just drive home the fact that I'd made so many mistakes. But I, I, really, I, really, I really didn't have the bandwidth to read books about divorce. I talked to a lot of people about divorce, and that was my way of educating myself. But there's a great book by Laura Wasoff, who is a divorce attorney to the stars, and that book is called It Doesn't Have to Be This Way. And that book is absolute required reading for someone going through divorce. There's a lot of really great books about divorce, but I think hers is one of the best. Give us the name of the book again. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be This Way. It doesn't Have to Be This Way, okay. And who's the author again? Laura Lassoff. L-A-S-S-O-F-F. I believe she was Kim Kardashian's divorce attorney. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you for that. All right. Let us now move into our next segment, which is going rogue. So in this segment, I will make three bold, unapologetic, yet slightly controversial statements to which you, Sheila, will respond with either I agree or I disagree and then explain why. Are you ready, Sheila? Ready. A divorce coach replaces a lawyer. 
false. <laughs> You're supposed to say I agree or disagree. <laughs> oh, disagree. <laughs> oh, okay, and why? Because a, div- a divorce coach works in tandem with an attorney. So they don't, in no way replaces an attorney. The divorce coach ideally should be preparing clients for attorney meetings. To go into a meeting with your attorney, just like you would any other business meeting, with an agenda and what the expected outcomes, and as well as a list of takeaways of work that you need to do. And people don't often do this. Okay. Like be in charge of your own. Go into go into your attorney's attorney meetings as a team member of how you'll work together versus having them tell you everything that be more directive towards you. So in no way does a divorce coach replace an attorney. They work in tandem. Thank you. Going rogue, statement number two. Anyone can hang up a shingle and call himself or herself a divorce coach. Agree or disagree? Agree. So uh, there is such a thing as a CDC, a certified divorce coach, and there's different levels of coaching certifications. I actually happen to be a certified professional coach, a CPC, and... um, but at the moment, there's no standard certification or test or classes or degrees like divorce coaches that a divorce coach gets to become a divorce coach, like a bar exam for divorce coaches. There's many divorce coaches who, therapists, there's lawyers who become divorce coaches, and then a lot of them become, veer off from their original profession in the same way that I did because they went through a divorce. There's financial advisors who become certified divorce financial advisors. They do need, a test is required for them. But they, because someone either in their family or themselves personally went through a divorce. So they see that I want to use my knowledge to help people. So presently, there is no, anyone can put up a shingle. And certainly as um there's more and more movement towards divorce coaching, I can foresee that there probably will be some governing body that for credentialing. All right, going rogue. I agree. Number, yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> going rogue, statement number three. A divorce coach does not work well with other professionals in the divorce process. A divorce coach is more like a competitor. Okay, I very much disagree with this. Okay. Because a divorce coach, I have a contact list full of professionals and experts in different areas. So you need to sell your house. You need to appraise your house. You need to organize your house. You need to get your taxes done. You need to manage your finances. You need to consolidate your debt. I can send you to the professional who can help you to do that. And I am out constantly meeting people to, and talking to people and having coffee with people so that I can, with the best of intentions, recommend this person to my client who is 
a lot struggling in that way. For a lot of people, it's the first time that they've had to make these decisions alone. And I had a client one time who um, called me in a panic, and I was thankful that I did answer the phone, and she said, I, um, I just got in a car accident. It wasn't my fault somebody hit me from behind. And I'm not really sure who I'm supposed to call because I've always called my husband. Mm. And I mm. said, do you know who your insurance agent is? She said, yes. I said, call them. She was like, mm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it, yeah. you know, it, their first call would always be their spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sometimes at different stages has been completely severed or, you know, it's, you, you want to feel like, oh, no, I have to do this. I'm, I have to, I should be able to do this. So, no, but I have, uh, you know, I feel like I have, my contact list is full of experts in so many fields that I can, I certainly don't have the expertise, but I'm happy to send you in the right direction. Yeah, that's a good story. Well, let's now move into our next segment, Did You Know? So, Sheila, you're going to offer three secrets or relevant resources or interesting bits of knowledge that most of us don't know about divorce coaching. And what I ask you to do is begin each statement with, did you know, and then complete it. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, what are your three did you know statements, Sheila? So did you know that the average divorce, average divorce in Pennsylvania takes two years? So you can really have some control of this process through mediation and cut down considerably on the amount of time and the amount of money because there's no place where time equals money as in divorce. So you can cut down the amount of time and money that's required from start to finish for your divorce through mediation and through taking a more controlled, more um, being more involved in the process. Great. Second, did you know? Did you know that when and if you go to court, Anything can happen. You have strangers making decisions about your family, your assets that you've worked so hard to accumulate, and your debt. So if possible, if at all possible, avoid your day in court because it's not as glamorous as you think. Wow. Okay. Your third, did you know? And my third is, Did you know that there's no time like divorce to be really cognizant of the money that you're spending? Every phone call, every email, every text, every court filing costs you money. So learn to negotiate and mediate on your own. Read books about negotiating. Read books about mediating. It's so important. And these are two tools that you can have in your box because they're being able to identify what you want and then to, as what I often say is, put your PowerPoint presentation together to sell this, to, to sell your ideas to the other side. 
So if you remember um, the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler, the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. So you want to know when to walk away and knowing when to run. I thought those were so great, but it's so important. Know what you, knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. Like that. I was going to ask you to sing it, but then I thought that would like put you on the spot too much. <laughs> oh, and you've never heard me sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll just keep that one on the wraps. All right. So let's now move into our fifth segment, next to last segment, and that's the offer. Sheila, what offer, resource, or giveaway do you have for our listeners? So I am offering anybody who would like to talk to me, to I'm offering a complimentary discovery session. So let's talk on the phone. Let's talk about your situation and see if we can come up with like the first step out of the box of how to how to create a more strategic scenario for you and your divorce. And then I'd also, I have compiled a document, a one-page document of things I wish I knew that I contacted friends, family, and also former clients and said, what do you wish you knew before you went through the divorce process? And it is a really, really powerful one-page document. Very nice. My white page. I love it. That's great. So people can just email you and get that information, obviously. They can. That would be great. All right. Well, I'm going to allow you to give your information in a few moments. But that is a very, very generous offer. Thank you, Sheila. So this is our last segment now. Sheila, the wrap-up. I could talk to you all day about what you do, about divorce coaching and great stories that you have. But it is time to say goodbye. Sheila, do you have any final thoughts, points of clarification, information for our listeners, including how to contact you. So as Pamela mentioned, my website is brennandivorcecoach.com, and my email address is Sheila, which is S-H-E-I-L-A, at brennandivorcecoach.com. You can contact me through my website. And my parting words are to all all of you out there is that you're not alone in this and there is help for you you just have to be able to take that first step as Pamela always points out the bravery required to take the first step but once you do reach out for help you'll be so glad that you did thank you Sheila thank you so much for being my guest today I'm really honored and I'm beyond honored. I'm so happy to be here. And like you said, we could talk forever, and we have been known to do that. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, so Mayline Family Law Center can be reached via the website myhealthydivorce.com. Spend time on their website because it is full of useful information to help you. The website is beautifully designed and very easy to navigate. I can be reached via my website, yourresiliencecoach.com. Please join us in September for another insightful conversation to help you achieve a healthy divorce. Be sure to check out myhealthydivorce.com for upcoming details. Until then, remember, you can have a healthy divorce. It's how you divorce that matters.